guys, welcome back to another week, another episode. So I'm Kylie Nicole, I am a medium in Perth in WA and I am also the founder of the Empowered Path program, which is helping heart-spaced uh, holistic women get their own businesses up and running. If you've been listening for a while, you know that we've gone through a lot of the structural requirements for your business and a lot of the energetic pillars, I call them, <laughs> energetic pillars to get your own businesses up and running. But today I wanted to talk about what happens when it's not working. Like my business isn't working. What do I do about it? I've got you. So there are some things that I have come across as a pattern in all of the years of business that I've been in. And I've been doing this for a long time now. I started when I was 17 and I have gone from working for other people to running businesses for other people to national managing, national uh, managing a whole like national program. And then finally as my own business owner. And there are some things that I have seen across all of these things. And bearing in mind, this is a, a massive scope. I was a, a logistics specialist before. And I'm obviously running my mediumship as a business now. And I've also been helping other women through the Empowered Path program to get their own businesses up and running. And that's across an entire spectrum of different niches, different industries. Uh, yeah. So these are the, the things that I made notes about that I found as a commonality in all of these processes. And I wanted to share them with you. So if your business isn't working, if it's not going in the direction that you would like it to, to go in, then I've got you. Let's have a chat and see what's going on. So just to give new listeners some background, I, I've always been a medium. I've always been in contact with spirit since I can remember my earliest cognitive memory was when I was five. And I had to go through the whole process of finding myself, figuring out that that's my soul path, my soul purpose, the way anybody does with these things. And while I was doing that, I had this massive chip on my shoulder. So I did the corporate thing. I went into business and I... I did the whole shebang. But when I decided to come back to myself and to start to run my mediumship as a business, it was incredible because I was doing it on my own. I didn't start with a list. I didn't start with people. I didn't start with uh, with anything really. And through that experience, I have been able to work with the most amazing women. I have seen what works. I have seen what doesn't work. I have tried and tested it on myself. And these are the things that come up as things that we need to talk about. So the first problem I see is that people are too broad spectrum. They haven't decided really who they are and what their values are. They haven't brought those into their business and they don't know who they're here to serve. It's not enough just to be available to everyone. That's too generalized. You need to get very clear on the people that are, would be your perfect customers the people that you want to work with, the people whose energy you want to be around, who nurture you, who make you feel like you are adding value in the most appropriate way. Because everyone wants to work in, well, everyone in this space wants to work in a way that adds impact, that makes a big impact. And you need to be, you need what you're putting down to be picked up in the appropriate way. So the first thing I would say is, have you got clear? Have you got very, very clear and very specific with yourself about who your customers are? Who do you want to be working with? Who are you talking to? Who do you want to be selling your product to? And the other side of that is who you are, what you're offering, what are your values, what's important to you? Get clear on that one. And that is, look, it's a big one. And people feel a lot of resistance towards it because they don't necessarily know who they are. That is a, a loaded question because 
if you if you're holding on to identities based on roles that you've taken on as opposed to authentic identities based on who you are as an energetic being having a human experience it can be a little bit fuzzy so i would say go with values and work from there what are the things that are the most important to you and go from there but if you can get very clear on that and then you know who you're here to serve that is 50% of the of the battle one so start with that the other thing is you can have the best business in the world you can have the most amazing services the most incredible profit at uh, profit the most incredible product you can have the best ideas and the most amazing ability to teach but if you are not telling people how to work with you it's not going to happen so are you letting people know that you're there are you putting up your hand are you okay with being visible because if you're not if you're just hoping that people will find you somehow magically it's probably not going to happen like that it would be nice and you will obviously have some people who will go and do the research and will find you authentically but your life gets a lot easier and especially when you're trying to grow a business when you're trying to start something and grow it and go to the next level if you're telling people how they can work with you then you're answering the question they haven't even had the opportunity to ask yet and I don't mean be forceful I don't mean be everywhere don't be in their face but if you have something to offer be okay with making that offer and that's not in a sales talk way that's not in anything way like that I just mean authentically whatever your product or service is be okay to talk about what you do normalize it for people make it available for people and wait for them to ask the questions so when you think about the last time you spoke about your business your product your services whatever space you're holding when was the last time you made that information public when did you let people know about your availability or where they can direct inquiries to when did you last go to an event where you could represent yourself within your business these are the things that i'm kind of referring to with that you need to let people know how they can work with you this can also be on a on a more marketing side i guess if i wanted to go that way this can also be about keeping in contact with the people who have worked with you in the past still fostering that relationship still reminding them that there was something there there was something that drew them to you that they liked your energetic signature and that hey you've got this new thing that you're doing this new workshop this new event this new product that you're selling whatever it is speak to the people like go where they know your name <laughs> go to the people who already know who you are uh people who have already worked with you because you'll find that those are the people who they've already gone past that research phase and they're ready to take action and especially if you are bringing in new things when you feel guided to do it when you are bringing in a new product or talking about a new process or something that you're offering so often there are synchronicities amongst the people that already know us So if we're putting those offers out there in a public way and you know whether that's sending out an email blast or posting on your socials however that looks for you if it's to people that you already know who you already are starting to foster a relationship with that's a big chunk of the groundwork done for you so don't forget about those people don't forget about those loyal followers who have been there for so long and talk to them directly nurture that relationship The third thing which is always worth looking at is is have you refined your core products and services? 
And if you have refined them, have you promoted them individually? So when there is too much, have you ever been internet shopping or have you ever been, I say internet shopping because that's where I tend to get caught up. But you know, when you go and you you specifically Google something because you know that you want like a dress or you want a ear pods or whatever it is that you're looking for. And then everything that comes up is just too overwhelming. There's too much choice. There are too many different products, brands, businesses, companies, all of the things. And it just, I go into a point of overwhelm. I will quite often, if I'm doing like clothes shopping online, I will put stuff in the basket and then I will get so overwhelmed because I haven't gone through the whole portfolio. I don't know if there's something that I'm going to want or not want. And I actually, it actually scares me away. I actually don't commit. I don't go through and buy the clothes that I've chosen because I've run out of time or energy in that moment. I don't want to continue, but I'm also scared that I'm going to miss out on something and I don't want to have to do it again down the track. So I just leave it alone. I just move away from it entirely. And when you have a massive portfolio of products and services, when you think about the layperson who doesn't know what you're doing, people who are exploring your industry or your niche for the first time in their lives, and they don't know what all of these important words are, what all of these things mean. You know, just in mediumship, so many people don't know the difference between a psychic and a medium. And they don't know exactly what it is that they're looking for when they come to me. So I've set things up energetically in a way in which that's pretty clear, but I also have that conversation with them. And we discuss the difference between a psychic and a medium and a clairvoyant and all of the all of the catchphrases that are churned out there because people have a feeling of what they're looking for, but they're not exactly sure. So when you are looking at your services, make them available in the way that the layperson who doesn't know all the words, who doesn't know all the lingo, make your, your products and services something that is easy for them to navigate. So this product, this outcome, this is what you're looking for. This is what your outcome will be. This is the one you want. This is what we're going to offer you. Make that very clear. And if you have a thousand million different products or services, think about streamlining them. Look at what brings your greatest return on your time investment. So if you are offering both hours, half hours, 45 minute sessions, or if you're offering packages that have been put together in a certain way, any of the things that you have as like a sub product of an individual item. Look at those and get very clear about which ones are the most popular for you, which ones you get the most joy out of and get rid of anything that isn't one of those two things for you. <laughs> so scale it down. If you have a massive portfolio, scale it down because simple is so much better. You can always keep the other versions in your back pocket. You can keep other products, other services, other ideas, other workshops, other events, other, you know, anything that you thin out of your main core service or products would be something that you put in your back pocket and you bring them out as offers, as events, as uh, something different, something a little bit different to try. Whereas the the main ones, your best sellers as they were, those stay in your core products. And then you refine those by having the ones that are most popular and the ones that bring you the most joy. So a lot of people, and especially if you are running your own businesses, if you're service, especially service-based stuff, we like to have lots of different things going on and that's absolutely fine. You can still have lots of different things going on. Sometimes you're going to have two or three businesses that are going on at the same time as well. So like for me, I've obviously got my mediumship, which is, I, I love that. That is my sole path, my sole purpose. And then I've got the Empowered Path program, which I run alongside that, which is about teaching women how to get into business. 
And then I've got my teaching and training where I take people through mediumship development. And that's something entirely different itself. And then there's a book that I have. And then I've got the podcast. So I've got like four or five things, uh, four or five different things going on all at the same time because I like to multitask. I like to have different things to concentrate on at different times. Some people prefer to have one thing and they can just nurture that one thing. There's no right or wrong. It just, it's just how you prefer to work. But whichever way it is, make sure that you're having a look at what your core services and your core products are. Promote them one at a time for a decent period of time. So it's like introducing a new friend. You're not going to take a new friend somewhere once and then expect them to jump in and do like socialize with those same people on their own, even if you're not around all of the time. Whereas if you buddy up with someone and you're taking them to places for a few months or even just a month, if you're consistently turning up with the same person for a month, people start to recognize them in their own right. And then they get invitations in their own right without you having to be a tag along. And your services and your products are exactly the same. Spend a bit of time introducing them to people. Let people get to know their energy. Talk about them. Do a video about them. Demonstrate them. All of the all of the things that would make that service or that product front and center, introduce them to your community and hold that space for a little while. It's not enough just to do it once and then to put them back on the shelf and hope people figure it out. So give them some airtime. Give them some breathing space. Let them shine in their own right and not... Don't try and huddle them all on the same shelf. You know, let them let them breathe, let them expand their energy and attract the people who want to work with them. You can also do this by making offers. So I would say if you've got a new product or a service or even old products and services that you haven't aired recently, I would say reintroduce them to your people, to your following, uh, maybe have an offer on them or, yeah, have like, let them shine on their own. So have an offer around them or spend a bit of time talking about them or demonstrating the product, especially if it's not something that you've done for a while and see if that creates a different kind of buzz around them. If you're consistently offering something and you are getting no reciprocal energy, no one's really interested, no one's really asking questions, no one's really engaging, it's probably time to put that product in your back pocket for later. I would never say give up. I always say we win or we learn. And not all times are for all products. And sometimes you just have to keep them in the back of your portfolio and bring them out again at a later stage and try again. The fourth thing I had written down seems very logical, but it's amazing how many people aren't doing this. And it is making yourself available for easy customer service. When you think about the buying experience, whether that is with people who are finding you through your services or a product that you're offering, you want your buying experience to be as lineal as possible. Your client finds the finds the site, finds you, finds your product or your service, learns a little bit about it, gets excited about it, commits to it, buys it, implements it. Job done. It should be a very lineal process. There should be no backwards and forwards, no this or that, no jumping through hoops, no. You don't want to be complicating the process. The best way of doing that is to automate as much as you can. So think smarter, not harder. You want that personal touch to be there, but you want this to be an, an automated personal touch. You want this to be an automated, an automated aspect of your energetic signature so that your client has the most simple and easy experience to find you, find your product, purchase your product, and 
make use of it. So for me as a medium, I have an automated booking system and people will go on the link, choose their day and time, choose the, the reading that they want and they'll book it in. I will then get a notification that I've had a booking come in at this day at this time. I will check in uh, energetically to make sure that I'm the right medium, that it's the right person, uh, that I'm the right person for them and that it's the right time for them. And if everything is lining up and I get the okay, then I'll accept that booking and that goes automatically into my calendar and I don't have to think about it again. In the meantime, my clients had an email confirmation with the address and with any information that they need to know. So it's a very little process. There's no, nobody needs to follow anyone up. Nobody needs to chase anyone up. They also get a reminder a day or two days before to let them know um, that they've got the appointment with me, what the address is, anything that they need to bring. All of that stuff is automated. So the first time I actually have a physical contact with my customer in most instances is when they turn up for their reading or when I phone them for their reading. And it's amazing because they know my energy because of what I put into my business, but I don't have to overthink it. I don't have to double handle it. And it's incredibly powerful in its own right. So think about your processes and think about what you can automate. Are you are you sending manual invoices? Are you not sending invoices at all? Are you manually booking people in? Are you having to have a phone conversation before you work with somebody? How are you doing it now? And how can you make that easier or better or more simple for you and your clients? mostly for your clients, but also for you. I think a lot of the time people are still doing the the manual aspect and they say it's because they enjoy it and that's absolutely fine. You've got to work to your strengths. But if you are feeling a little bit overwhelmed and if you feel like there's too much admin or you're constantly doing admin, then definitely look into automating. Number five is also, it's an obvious one in this day and age, but it's not something that people go to straight away. And I'm talking about your social proof. Where are your reviews? Where are your feedback forms? Where is the story of the people that you've worked with already? Because those are what give people the confidence to back you, especially if they're not sure, if they're not convinced, if they're new to what you're offering or what you're doing. It's really good for them to be able to go on and see what other people's experiences have been so that they know what to expect and where to have their sort of not their expectations per se, but where to pitch themselves, to, to know what's going on, to know what kind of feedback there is around the product or the service, will give them the confidence to then go through with that experience. And I know for me, every single week when I see clients, and because I always ask people about how they found me, 90% of my business is word of mouth and I love that. But it's also good to have these, these, this information. You want to know where people are finding you. And 90% is word of mouth, but for me, 10% are through reviews. People will Google medium medium in Perth or psychic in Perth or whatever it is that they're Googling, and they will see all the reviews. So I don't know quite how many I've got. I think there's more than 75 star reviews, and that is something as in seven zero. And that is something that gives people confidence to book with me. So even if they've never had a reading before, even if they have no idea what to expect, they don't know what they're getting themselves into, the fact that there are so many positive reviews gives them that little bit of courage to then commit to the process. So I also make it a habit to go back to clients to then ask for a review. Not straight away. Um, I probably should be onto it straight away, but I don't. I'll, I'll go back a couple of months afterwards. And I think also that happens for a reason. So even if the the business person in me thinks that I should be following up the day after, 
the spiritualist in me is quite happy to let a little bit of time go past because within that time, so many things come to fruition that they will have a much broader scope of their experience a, a month or two down the track. And of course, if people don't want to leave a review, that's absolutely fine. But I am completely, I always say to people, like, this is important for my business. So if you wouldn't mind leaving me a review, I'm hugely appreciative of that. And every single review that people do leave me, I am genuinely so appreciative of it. Because again, every single week, I'm talking to clients who tell me they find me through Google because of my amazing reviews. So where is your social proof? Is it available? Are you are you gathering social proof? Are you doing case studies? You know, how does that look for you? And are you ticking that box? The other one is more techie. Um, and I worked in software. So I kind of have a, a field of reference for this where maybe some people find this a little bit overwhelming. But guys, don't forget that what you don't know, you can always learn. Google is such an amazing resource for us. And anything that you don't understand, you can always find a, a dummy's explanation or a dummy's guide to whatever that is. And the, your SEO, your search engine optimization, is basically the language, the algorithm that runs in the background to pick up the keywords that people are searching and match them with the keywords that you are offering. And then they create that relationship. Um, technologically, <laughs> I can't say that word, um, but they create that relationship in the background and that's what pulls you forward. And how you use your SEO and how those words, those buzzwords, those keywords, the things that you use and the algorithms that you have built into the background of your website, uh, they kind of, they also dictate as to where you're listed. Like if somebody, if somebody Googles you, your SEO, your search engine opti optimization and how you've got that set up dictates as to where you turn up in the search results. Things like reviews make that better. Things like having your business listed with Google makes that easier. You should actually have your business listed with any kind of directory service that's pertinent to what you do. So I'm on Google, I'm on Yellow Pages, I'm on, I think there's another one. I can't remember right now. But I'm on directory services. I'm available on directory services. And the Google is the one that I nurture the most because it's, again, Google is Google, man. You can't go, you can't go wrong with that. <laughs> but it's one that I nurture. I have reviews on there. I have posts on there. I have photos on there. So people get a lot when they, when they Google me. And I think that it's something, again, it's linked to the social proof, but also your SEO, having the right words, having the right search words there for you and making that connection automatically is it's pretty powerful because again if people don't know that you're there they, they can't work with you and that's one of the ways of supporting yourself in a technical sense to help people find you i just spoke about this but are you listed with any directory services or any um, affiliated companies do you have any friends who run businesses that are complementary to what you do where you can um, co-recommend each other you know it's also Again, I said before to you, 90% of my business is word of mouth. So most people who find me are only finding me because somebody else has found me and spoken about that experience. And you can do that through directory services with your reviews. So if people are Googling something, uh, you can be found that way. But if you are affiliated with any complementary businesses, that is a bigger scale of getting like recommendation of getting traffic than one-to-one -one stuff. So obviously, when I work with my clients one-to-one, -one, that's where I'm getting my word-of-mouth recommendations from, and that's still significant. 
But if I were then to go and work with an affiliated business, if there was something that I would attach my name to, who would then co-recommend me? So if I was recommending them to people who I feel would be a good match and they were doing the same thing, that would be like the one-to-one recommendations on steroids. It would be a much bigger impact. I personally haven't done that. And the only reason I haven't done that, I, I recommend a lot of different businesses and a lot of different facilitators and service providers within my work. Um, if if it comes through in a reading and they make that match for me, I will absolutely recommend people. I don't necessarily want to affiliate to anyone else at this point because I'm still in a, in a process of growing my business. I'm still in a, a space of discovering, especially with the Empowered Path, because that's only going into its second launch. And the first launch has been so successful. Like I'm so, so honored to have worked with those women and so proud of the things that they've gone on to create. But we're still right in the beginning of this energetic conversation there and I'm nurturing it and I'm loving it and I'm completely immersed in that. I'm not ready to share that yet. And with the mediumship, I have already hit a, not a glass ceiling because I'm very, very happy with where I'm at, but I only have so many hours in the day and I can only see so many clients in the day. And I've already hit my max cap for that. So I've got a waiting list and I'm booked out in advance. So I don't really want to affiliate with anyone at this point because having firstly not found quite the right partner for that and secondly not having the capacity to immediately serve that. I'm kind of just in the space where I'm happy with that at the minute. You'll find with business that things grow at different rates. So for me, having the mediumship as my core product, that's what I'm known for. That's my bread and butter. That's my sole purpose and I love it. And that is so precious to me, but that's what I'm known for. So that's where I get a lot of my nurturing time. I get a lot of my um, fulfillment from that work. The Empowered Path program is still new and it's still something that is very, very hands-on for me. So I am very much taking an active role in nurturing these women through the process because I am getting so much from it. I feel like we are supporting each other as a community as well, which is incredible. I love the tone. I love the energy behind that particular program. And again, because it's new, I'm just being immersed in that. I don't really want to be splitting that out. I I do get, in fact, I've already had applications for the next enrollment, which I haven't even opened yet because of the women who have already gone through the first one. So it is amazing how that happens and I very, very much appreciate it. But in terms of me actively going out and searching for affiliates, I'm not at that point where I'm looking for that yet. I'm sure it will come in time, but it is a lot more useful to some industries than to others. And I think, again, if you're a service provider, it's a huge thing. So think about the people in your sphere of influence. Think about the people that you work with or who you know yourself do an amazing job. And don't be shy to reach out to them and say, hey, can we have some kind of reciprocal energy going on here where I can recommend you if I feel like you're a good fit and you do the same for me? And maybe in those instances, you can, you, I mean, you can monetize it if you want to. I'm not, I'm not huge on that. But whatever floats your boat, whatever works for you, you nurture those relationships exactly the way that feels right to you. But it is a fantastic way of growing your business. And it should definitely be something that you're doing to some degree, whether it's um, personal recommendation, word of mouth, or through business affiliates, it's something you should be doing. So those are the seven most common things that I would encourage people to look at if their business is not going in the direction that they would like it to go go in. Just to recap, are you very clear on your niche and who you're here to help? 
Number two is, are you telling the right people consistently where you are and how they can work with you? Number three is, have you refined your core products and services and promoted them one at a time for a decent period of time and made offers around them? Number four, are you set up for easy customer service, payment processor, schedulers, automated emails? That's what I'm talking about. Number five, do you have any social proof? Reviews, before and afters, all of that stuff. And if you do, are you making it publicly available? Is it something that where the public have easy access to this information so that they can see what other people's experiences have been with you? That will give them the confidence to go there and to make that commitment themselves. Number six was, is your SEO, your search engine optimization, and your Google listing available for people searching on there? Again, so much comes through, so much traffic comes through Google. People, like Google is a go-to. There are obviously other search engines and you can optimize those if you want to. I don't have, I haven't, so I don't know, like for those Bing users out there or Firefox, I don't know what your go-to would be in that instance. I use Google. Um, but whichever search engine you use, are you optimizing that? Is that all pointing at the right direction? Is that talking to your website if you have one? Are you doing anything about that? And finally, number seven is, are you listed with any directory services or affiliated with any complementary businesses for word of mouth referrals? So if you're struggling a little bit in your business, go through all of those. Be completely honest with yourself because it's not a competition, but you do need to be very clear. This is not something where you're being held accountable. It's a guide. It's just to help you. And if you can be honest with yourself and give yourself a clear picture of where you are at, then that will give you something to work on, something to improve. And when you start to work through these things and you see the improvement, then you know that you're exactly where you need to be. So that is my practical advice for today in terms of if your business isn't working, what can we do? What can we actively do right now to get on top of that? I hope that's helped. If you have any feedback or if you have any questions, if you want to share any aha moments, please do. I'm available on all socials and I'd love to hear back from you. This is a, a journey that I love going on with so many different people because you all have a unique perspective and your journeys are so vastly different. And I just love those little moments that we can share throughout that process. So if you'd like to share that with me, um, drop a comment or find me on the socials, send me an email or a DM and let's chat. Have a beautiful day, guys. I hope your week is lining up to be a good one. And I will catch you next week on next week's podcast. <laughs>